What's up, friends? It's Haley, aka Bird. And Randy. And you're tuning in to the Give Them the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's give them the bird. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to GTB. This week, Haley and I are going to chat about some suggestions we have for getting out of a movement funk. And this was somewhat inspired by my own <laughs> like <Funk>. current movement <laughs> funk, which I'm slowly getting back out of. And we it just got us like chatting um, through text and stuff about, you know, how how to get yourself out of one. And we thought it would be a good topic to to bring to the podcast. Yes. So, um, so yeah, Haley, I know you've mentioned you've been in funks before. I'm kind of currently in one. Um, what's your experience been with movement funks and, and what are some of your first tips to get yourself out? Um, yeah, lots of times I've been in these. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like I see on social media, people saying like, um or like uh, coaches who will post like just because i'm a fitness coach or a personal trainer like doesn't mean that i'm always motivated things like that and i mean i feel like anybody that knows me knows that i would never even try to fake it till i make it with that like absolutely not Mm -hmm. but i think it's important to note like even people who are coaches and who coach people through movement funks and coach them to improve their motivation and set goals and all these things like I get in so many movement funks and I think it uh, totally serves as a chance to just check in like what got me here Um, was it something like something big and obvious that happened like uh, I don't know changing a, a job or like a relationship thing or you know like a death in the family like it something big and obvious like that. And if so, then, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen very often. So you don't have to super duper plan for it in the future. But if it was something as simple as like, I caught a cold, Mm -hmm. little things like that, you know, and then I I just didn't get back into it. I think that movement funks can just serve as a really great time to like pause, check in, reflect on what got me here. And then maybe I can strategize a little bit for the future to like prevent it from happening. Um, so I look at it as an opportunity. Um, I say that from a coaching perspective, but when I'm dealing with it by my, like on my own, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. What opportunity, like, I don't even, I'm terrible about reflecting, but yeah. So lots of personal well, experience and some and coaching I think experience. There's like some shame around being in a movement funk too. Like I shouldn't be feeling this way, but it's normal mm-hmm. right, to get in, get in funks like that. Um, I know when I was like going to a gym every day, like no questions asked every day I was there, that's when I was not, I didn't have a super healthy relationship Mm -hmm. with like food and movement. So, you know, now that I have a healthier relationship, I feel like I'm just more in tune with like, I do not feel like doing this today. And, you know, sometimes I let myself, you know, I kind of give into that and let myself be, you know take a, a rest day or whatever, or rest right. couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> rest month. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and sometimes I, you know, work my way out of it and I just, I guess, try to honor how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, and like to add to some of those little things that might get you into a funk for me, I've noticed most of the time, it's just when I'm feeling overwhelmed with like mm. work or home life yeah. for whatever reason, like going to the gym or working out movement of any kind is just the first thing to go. Cause I just can't even get myself to like plan for it or think of it. Right. Um, but when I get my shit together, then I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym on top of this. Like yes. I'm going to kick ass. So, you know, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but that's what like makes me feel ready to move. Yes. I just my, my life together a little bit. I can relate to that too. I feel like what causes me to get into a movement funk is totally when I'm overwhelmed at work um, because at my job, we do a lot of like odd hours, uh, not, mm-hmm. not always a lot, but like I'll lead programs in the evening or like if students need to meet with me in the evenings or things like that. And then if my plan was to like work out after work or if my plan was to work out in the morning, but if I'm up late like working, it just gets me off. Um, not to mention then I just feel like a stress cadet because <laughs> I'm not only like seeing my typical amount of appointments, but then I have all these like outreach events and things like that on top of it that I have to plan for. So it's just like, ah, what? I, oh, so overwhelmed and anxious. Right. Um, so I would agree that definitely is what causes me to get into like a rut. And I like that you say that it's one of the first things to go because isn't that freaking what we do? Like, I feel like, especially as women, like our, Mm -hmm. or moms or wives or whatever it is, like our self-care or like me time is the first thing to go. And I mean, I even find this with students that I work with. It's like, they will, I don't want to say let themselves down because it's like taking a day off or a week off or whatever. It's not about letting yourself down, but it's like, I will not prioritize myself because if I don't go to the gym, it doesn't hurt anybody but me, you know, versus if I cut back my hours at work or if I say no to, you know, going out to eat or whatever, like we always just put ourselves on the back burner. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate to that when I'm overwhelmed, when I got a lot of shit going on, I'm like, absolutely not happening. But then when things are in order, that's when I'm like, I think I might like, go get a lift in over my lunch break. Like who is she, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's a really good point that it, it ebbs and flows a lot with work and just overwhelm in general. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like, so coming out of a long movement funk in my case, mm-hmm. how do you recommend that people re-enter the movement? Yeah. Stratosphere. <laughs> the movement stratosphere. <laughs> oh my gosh, that could be a really cool like program name, like the stratosphere. Yes. I, I wanted to say gym, but I was like, not everybody goes to the gym for movement. Right, right. So like, getting back into regular movement. Like yeah. what what do you recommend to people so that they don't feel like overwhelmed or let down by their ability to like not lift as heavy as they could before or not yeah. walk as far? Right. Yeah. I think the first thing is I say, drop the judgments. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's don't judge yourself for getting in the movement funk in the first place. Right. Like it happens, you know, and, and then don't expect yourself to perform at the same level that you were at before. So like release your expectations. And I think this can be like for exercise, but also for like a lot of other shit too, you know, like I can't expect myself to function at the same level because life is different now. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And when it comes to exercise, I think that it's really relying heavily on what sounds good to me right now. Like, for example, with us, when we were, when I and you are back in the the groove, I think, of going to Versa <laughs> regularly, uh-huh. there were some days where I was like, okay, the workout at Versa sounds good, but the only time I can go is in the morning. And like a morning workout does not sound good to me right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to just expect myself to like, Get, start getting back up an hour and a half earlier than I have been for the last month or whatever. Instead, I'm just going to try to do a little lift over my lunch break or like, you know, when I get home from work or something like that. So I think like releasing our expectations about what type of movement we're doing, um, mm-hmm. how long it has to be, the intensity, and literally just asking ourselves like, what sounds good right now? Like, yep. and that could be a walk. That could be playing dodgeball with your kids. That could be, maybe it is lifting. Maybe it's like doing a Zumba workout in your living room or some yoga or some stretching, but just release the freaking expectations. And I think when we can release the expectations, that kind of allows those judgments to drop too, because it's like, you know, where I'm at today is different than where I was a week ago or two weeks ago or a month ago or three months ago. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> right. Um, I think that's like a really big thing is to just kind of go into it with a, with a clear head and an open mind. Mm-hmm. For sure. I went, so last week was my first week back at the gym and I went three times a week, which actually was more than I expected. It just was feeling good. And so I just kept your <gasps> Brandy. Um, but I did, I did grab, you know, air quotes, baby weights mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to what I would have used when I was there before. Um, because I knew that if I grabbed the weights I had before, I would be mad at myself because I wasn't mm-hmm. doing all of the reps and I would feel miserable. Like my muscles would be so stinking sore. Um, so I was really glad I did because I was able to do everything. It was still a challenge. I was still plenty sore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't let myself like be tied to a certain weight that I thought I should be able to to use. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. And I even think uh-huh. of it um, because we can like getting back into movement, it's like a celebration, celebratory thing. Like, oh my God, I'm doing it. Like I'm proud of uh-huh. myself for actually getting here and doing it, you know? And then the moment we grab the same weight or expect ourselves to do the same thing and we can't, it just completely washes that like down the drain. Yes. It's like, yep. We lose all the positivity and like the celebratory self stuff because we're just, it's overshadowed by this. Oh my God, I've been gone for so long. I can't use the 20 pound dumbbell anymore. Like this is ridiculous. Like, whoa, not to mention the fact that like, it's probably not because we've lost a shit ton of strength. I mean, depending upon how long, you know, duration our break was, but it could be because, again, depending upon the situation that got us in the funk, maybe it was higher stress levels, or maybe we haven't been eating consistently or sleeping well, or, and all of those things impact our strength and our, our performance. You know, even if it was just like a two week time span, I promise you, you didn't lose your muscular strength. It was probably just all these other variables that impact our performance. But again, if we, we don't think about that in the moment. And so if we can almost like go in with the expectation of doing less and then right. surprise ourselves or, you know, whatever yeah. it is, I think that's a ugh, great idea, Randy. I'm proud of you for doing that. <laughs> what made you think yeah. to do that? Like, were you just well, like, 
I'm just going to do this? Or did you think through it in the, before? I think, I don't know if it was like a, a structured thought process necessarily, but I've just been in that position before where I went for the other weights and I was discouraged. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, why did I even come back? Like, I can't even do, you know? And um, so, and I just have kind of dropped the ego a little bit, I think, over. I never like had a big old gym ego, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I used to lift pretty heavy and do some pretty intense things. And just over time, I've not tied myself to that as much. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm lifting versus what he or she is lifting. Like, I'm just going to friggin' do what feels good. So, Ooh. and that's, yeah. I mean, that could be a podcast episode in and of itself, like dropping the ego, you know, and yeah. listening to yourself and that idea of like, I'm still here, I'm still working out and I am, I'm still showing up. I can still mm -hmm. be proud of this, even though that person's lifting heavier. Like, yeah, I think that's, I think that's really important. So you like drop, you dropped your ego. And your expectations, yeah. motherfucker. That's right. I dropped all the shit. <laughs> just, and then I dropped the weights because I was done. No. <laughs> now the money. spent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love that. Um, one thing, too, I think about is when you ask yourself, like, what sounds good or what sounds enjoyable or what sounds fun, I think one thing that can be really, really helpful because sometimes in the moment, nothing sounds good. Right. Like, it's just like exercise fitness, physical activity, like I, d I don't want to do that right now. And I, I can think of it especially in terms of like mental health wise when like I'm going through a struggle. It's like, ugh, I know that it would make me feel better, but just nothing sounds freaking good. One mm -hmm. thing that I do sometimes with students is I'll encourage them to come up with like a list of movement ideas and then they can refer back to it so that when they're in the funk and they're trying to get out of it, they don't have to try to generate all these ideas either. And yes. Yeah, I like that. You know, so it's like all the things that that I have options to do, put them on this list and take the thinking out of it. I think that, and again, this can be for a variety of different health behaviors or whatever too, but I think with movement, it's like take the guesswork out of it and I'm just going to open my phone, look at the list and pick one from there, you yeah. know? That kind of reminds me of those workouts that they uh, do with like the deck of cards, you know, oh, every yes. suit is like a thing. And then, cause then you don't have to think about anything. You yes. draw a card, it tells you what to do. And I think, yeah, that, that would make it a lot easier for me. I know for sure. If I don't have to put a single freaking thought into it, I just show up and do it. Yeah. I love and you that. Can do that at home. You don't have to go to a gym for somebody to tell you what to do. Yeah. And I think that almost makes it more fun. I know a couple episodes ago when we were talking about, um, like how to make our workouts less like body centric. I think yep. I shared the idea that my sister Leslie came up with. I think it was like during COVID where <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because when we talked about like the different structures of a song, we were like yeah. the chorus, the bridge, the refrain. <laughs> like we have no <laughs> the hook. Yeah, the, the <laughs> intro, the outro. But I remember when when we we were talking about that and how this idea of pairing just two exercises and like on the chorus doing one of them and the rest of the song doing the other one. Like it reminds me of that deck of cards kind of thing yeah. too. So making it fun, even if it's like rolling a dice and if I hit an even number, I'm going to do an upper body exercise or yeah. I know one time I've done, um, I set the timer in our gym for 20 minutes and um, each minute I did a different exercise and it was just like whatever I thought of to do. So I did things yeah. all the way from like a barbell back squat to like 
mountain climbers, right? And it was just whatever popped into my head. And it's like, the goal is just to move. I don't really give a shit what kind of movement I'm doing, as long as it's not hurting me, right? Um, So yeah, I love that that idea of like, kind of almost like gamifying it, like making it more fun that way. Yep, Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. Um, And I'm going to backtrack for just a moment because I really like what you said about dropping expectations, not just for like what you do in the gym, but for yourself getting back into it in terms of like frequency and like time of day and all that stuff. Like you're not going to revert back to your old habits. And so I feel like, so this week this happened to me. I, you know, last week went three times a week to the gym, all the early mornings. And then Tuesday rolls around this week and I set my alarm to go and I got up, brought my clothes into the bathroom to change. And I was just like, I'm going to fall asleep on the way to the gym. I just cannot. I this can't is not safe. Today. Right. And I felt kind of guilty, but I went back to bed and I, I slept hard for like an hour and I woke up and I was like, I needed that. Like I, it was just not the day for me. Mm. Um, so it was just yesterday, the same day I was at work and I was at work. I was at um, my husband's uh, business where I do the books yeah. and um there was a knock on the door and it was UPS and all of everybody else had gone home and he's like, I have a delivery. And I was like, cool. Like just bring it in. He's like, no, it's like the full truck. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to open up the dock door and he had probably 50 heavy ass boxes and I had to help him unload them. And thankfully, Gerald came in at some point and relieved me, but I helped with several of them, getting them unloaded and, like, stacked. And I was sweating at the end, and I was like, dang, like, I just got, like, an exercise, like, a movement in anyway, even though it wasn't, like, a traditional, you know, dedicated, planned movement. I still, like, got something out of it, so. Um, I also... I'm just, I would love to have been in that UPS driver's head when like you were the one that was like, yes, I can help you. Like, not that you're not so strong and capable, but like just this small, tiny human, like adorable right. little thing, like, yeah, let's do this. Like, I just <laughs> wish I could. Knock door out back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, are, are you bringing someone? No, I am the someone. Like, it's I am me. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. He commented, he's that. like, you were probably having a great day until... I showed up. <laughs> like, well, you're like, it's fine. We, can we won't it. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is so true though. And I think what I love about that is I always try to tell people like even dropping the term exercise or physical activity and just saying movement, like yes. we do that a lot. Yeah. Um, because when I think about exercise, I think about like, you know, that structured traditional idea weightlifting, running, taking a a class, like even like Zoom, but like some of those things come into my head, like very clear exercise, Mm -hmm. right? But when we say movement, I mean, movement can be anything, right? Like literally anything, helping move in boxes, right? The UPS boxes or rearranging your living room. Or again, like I even think movement feels more like playing in the yard with my dogs or like, you know, whatever it might be, it just opens up the door to so many more possibilities when we drop even just the word choice that we use. Um, And I know like you made a note on here too, that it, again, this idea, it doesn't have to be like traditional. It doesn't have to be this structured form of exercise. It can just be movement and anything counts. Um, So I, I really think that's a, that's a big thing too. Yep. For sure. Love it. 
Another thing that I think can be helpful, um, and I think this is really important for maintaining a healthy relationship with movement, is um, I think I first learned it in season one. I refer back to this episode all the time. Episode number 13 with Stephanie Roth Goldberg. <laughs> I freaking love her. Um, she's on Instagram. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you freaking probably know who she is on Instagram because I refer to her all the time, but on Instagram at embodied psychotherapist, and I will never stop loving her. Um, <laughs> but she gave me this idea of, uh, I don't remember exactly what she called it, I always catch myself calling it like a five minute rule, but I'm like, I try to drop the word rule because, you know, intuitive eating. So like a five minute guide or whatever, five minute activity where you essentially give yourself like, I'm just going to do this thing for five minutes. So there's a little bit of like willing ourselves and I don't like to say forcing, but like, I don't feel like doing this. I'm just going to put on the Zumba video or I'm just going to start you know, like cleaning my house, whatever, whatever your movement of choice is, I'm just going to give myself five minutes. If at the end of those five minutes, like I don't want to be doing it anymore, like I can stop, totally stop. But a lot of times what we find is like once we're five minutes in, it's like, meh, this isn't so bad. Like I'm feeling a little bit better kind of thing. And so you can apply that to these non-traditional forms of movement, but you can also apply it to, um, like I did it when I was training for the half marathon. It was like, I don't feel like doing this. Um, However, I know, like I thought back to my motivation of like, well, I'm gonna be running a half marathon, so I do need to train. Um, Mm -hmm. I also know that I do feel a lot better after I move, right? So I just gave myself five minutes. And half the time, what turns out is when I would look at my watch, like I'd be 12 minutes in, you know, or whatever, which Mm -hmm. running for 12 minutes now just seems like, what? I can't even imagine that. How did you ever do that? (laughs) Yeah. But, but yeah, just literally, and again, dropping the expectations, like five minutes, I'm just going to give myself five minutes. And if if at the end of that five minute timer, I'm done, I'm done. Like, Mm -hmm. that's it. I got five minutes of movement and cool. I think I I freaking love that. And I use that with students and myself all the goddamn time, all the time. Yes. Well, I love how you refer to like what your motivation is, because I think that's a big factor in how you sh- I guess I don't know how to say it in a concise way but what I'm thinking in my mind is that when I was moving for body change there there's a more tangible result you see like you know you see your body changing when you're moving um with the intent of losing weight or making yourself a different size or whatever right whereas when you drop that and you're moving just for overall health or mental health it's not as a visible of a change necessarily, or it certainly doesn't come as quickly. And so right. I think it's harder to keep that motivation going, um, at least for me, you know, <laughs> if it's just for my overall health so that I can live to be, you know, 90 instead of 75, like that's not affecting me today. And right. so, yeah, so that I think is something. And so what made me think of that is, you know, I remember your Instagram story when you said, I don't want to run today, but I have a goal. And if I want to meet that goal, I should consider doing this and I'll check it after five minutes. And so that's what has kind of been at the forefront of my mind lately is like, my goal is just to be overall a healthier person, not to change my body size, but just to be a healthier person. 
And I know that I feel so much better physically and mentally when I'm moving regularly. Um, And I just kept waiting for that motivation to come on its own. Mm. Um, And certainly thinking about my overall health helped a little bit. But again, I think sometimes you just have to know that you're going to have to push yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, The motivation isn't just going to show up on your doorstep one day. Yes. So, you know, I told myself for one week, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week, even if I hate it, just to see if that kick starts me. Yes. And if it doesn't, fine. Mm-hmm. If it does, then great. And I feel after going three times a week that I was, I wanted to go back mm-hmm. this week. So yeah, sometimes you just have to start to then get the motivation to follow. Yeah, I agree. And I like that. I think there's a, there's a complete, it's completely different to, um, again, softly using the term force, right? <laughs> like right. <laughs> it's completely different to kind of will ourselves or, you know, force the movement a little bit when we're reminding ourselves that this is for my mental well-being. This is for my overall health compared to this is for the weight loss. This is for a body change in size. Like I just feel like it's told it's totally different. And when I think about like if I had two I was meeting with two people and both of them said yeah, last week I kind of had to force myself to exercise. And one of them said, but I know that if I did it, I was going to feel better mentally. And the other one said, because I had, you know, this weight loss goal in mind, one of those feels healthy to me. One of them feels unhealthy. So I, I think like that, that intention behind it and the motivation is, is huge. And one thing I, um, incorporate with like my intuitive eating and intuitive movement like outreaches that I do with students is we talk about the importance of intrinsic versus extrinsic motivators right and Mm -hmm. extrinsic motivation a lot of times is body size changes right or um I mean that's that's the most prevalent one it could also be things I have on the slide um money or rewards and students are always like i'm sorry what i'm like okay i used to work at a gym where they you you got like a transformation challenge and you were awarded if you lost the most weight right and they're like oh wow i'm like and some workplaces do that still you know like the person Mm -hmm. to lose the most person the team to lose the most percentage body fat gets xyz yeah Yeah. so extrinsic motivators right yep and then you know the intrinsic all these other like feel good things and what I find is like a lot of times extrinsic motivators, like our body size changes, or even like that reward at the end of the three months, that takes time to earn, right? Like it takes time to see changes, et cetera. And um, versus the intrinsic motivators, we can see those after one movement session. We can mm-hmm. see that like my mood is boosted. I feel better. I might sleep better. Um, my body feels better, right? Like we can notice those a lot quicker. So what I always tell students is like, your the extrinsic motivators might get you going because as a society, we place so much emphasis in body size changes, but the intrinsic motivators are gonna what be what keep you going and what keep you coming back. Because if we mm-hmm. just hang on for dear life to see the size and shape of our body body change or the scale change, we might be waiting for a long time, you know, for a lot of people, like depending upon the route that they're taking, even if they are taking a quote unquote healthier approach to it, it'll, it'll take some time. Right. And so I love that. And that, that focus on the intrinsic motivators, the feel good things, um, 
And that's something that, again, anytime exercise, we're talking about exercise, like focus on the feel good benefits, not the look good benefits. So yeah, yeah, I love that big distinction there. Yep. And it's so true. Like after just one day, you can feel those things. I know when, you know, I started last week, I'd felt like a blob for several weeks. And then I went to the first time I went to the gym, I was like, I feel like a new woman today. Yes. (laughs) Just that reminds me. That reminds me this student, totally off topic. I might end up editing this out. I don't know. But (laughs) this student that I met with, um, it was before spring break. And I was like, so, you know, what are you doing over spring break? And she goes, nothing. I just want to sit on my couch and rot. And I was like, oh, my God. How Honestly, that's where I was. So I get it. I was like... I love that for you. Like, I love the honesty. Like, I, and the way she said, like, I just want to rot. I'm, oh my God. Anywho, that just made me think of it when you said I felt like a blob, not related to exercise at all. But um, yeah. And then another thing that I thought of that I think can help kind of boost our motivation is if it's accessible for you, getting like a new pair of workout pants, a new top, like new gym shoes, anything like that. Like, again, not realistic for everybody. But um, even sometimes for me, like taking an old baggy t-shirt that I have and cutting it into a crop top, I'm like, like, I want to, I don't know. It just, it does something to me. So thinking about those sort of things too can kind of, again, motivate us or get us a little bit more excited about going back to the gym or moving a little bit more, whatever it is. Yep. Anything that involves shopping, I'm I'm here for. So, yeah. Randy, you me. talk about your shopping addiction, like, <sighs> girl. Every episode. Do we need yeah. to have somebody on? <laughs> Maybe. Let's. Yes. Please. Let's we won't find record somebody. it. <laughs> that's funny. I might start crying. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah. Um, Anything well, else that you can think of? Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say the only other thing that I came to mind for me was just going with a friend, like oh, yeah. going on a walk with a friend or, you know, taking your kids out to play in the yard together or going to the gym with a friend or whatever it is. I just, I always find it more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. One, it's accountability, not that, you know, we need to, that would be an external or an extrinsic motivator, but, um, you know, a soft accountability. Yeah. Uh, Erica Olaf, who we had on the podcast, we, hold each other semi-accountable like we say we're gonna go together but if one of us doesn't show up it's not like a it's not a thing you know it's just where were you right right it's just like knowing that the other person is probably gonna be there makes us want to go more totally um and yeah I just have more fun when I'm working out with people that that are my friends so if that motivates you then do that yeah I love that and thinking of again when we think about ways that we can make movement more enjoyable yeah the movement itself like what form of movement or like what time of day etc but also i think we talked about this maybe a little bit on the ways to make exercise less body centric or like uh, working out less body centric but just like how can you manipulate the movement to be more enjoyable is it the Mm -hmm. music is it watching netflix while you do it in your living room instead of like at a gym or yeah is it like I miss working out solely because I miss seeing you, Erica, right, Carolyn in person, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and even like Nick too, you know, and like the other coaches and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I love that the the account like the gentle or like soft accountability or just this idea of like I like these people and I want to see you more and right. if I tell you again, it's almost like 
if I tell you I'm going to go, then if I don't go, it's kind of like, oh, shoot, I told Randy I was going to go. Like, I don't want to let her down, even though right. I wouldn't be letting, you know, like, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's just kind of a little mental thing. And like you said, like, I'm not going to get hurt if I go. I know I'm going to feel better if I go. So having yes. some accountability in that sense, I don't think is a bad thing. Because again, no. it's more tied to the intrinsic, really, when you get right. down to it. I think so, too. Um, yeah. And just because you go doesn't mean that you have to do all the things. Like, again, exactly. I think literally the last workout I did at Versa, I remember we were rowing. And I was literally just like, my damper was all the way down at like one. <laughs> I was just like fucking moving. Like I going was through the motions. going through the gosh darn motions. So <laughs> you can, you can show up and like, you know, be there and try to get back on track and you can still just stretch in the corner or, you know, or do something yeah. very minimal. You're still going to so. get something out of it. So. Yeah. I love that. Oh. Um, one thing I actually didn't have on my like radar until we started talking about a little more was because you mentioned Netflix. I was talking with my sister about this topic actually. Um, and she said sometimes what she'll do is like, she'll pick a good show or an audiobook or a podcast that she really wants to listen to. And she won't allow herself to listen to it unless she's moving. Oh, um, so she just, you know, it gives herself a little bit of extrinsic motivation. That's okay. But, you know, a healthy dose. A yeah. Healthy dose. Mm -hmm. So, I like that. I mm -hmm. do that very frequently. I have two 15 pound weights and like some resistance bands in my living room. And when I, I think that's been like my, my strength workouts more recently when I haven't been doing like really any strength workouts is mm -hmm. I'll put on like a Netflix show, like the show you, yeah. Already, oh, yes. you know, worked through the most recent season. Um, and I literally will just choose like four or five exercises. I don't know how many reps I'm doing. I don't know how much rest time I'm taking, but it's like, right. I'm just moving. I'm not very connected to my body. No, but you know what? I'm doing it and I'm mm -hmm. watching the show and that's it. So I, yep. I like that recommendation. That's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to tie yourself to the, I can only watch it when I'm moving, but right. if it makes your movement more enjoyable. Yes. Then, yeah. yeah. I like it. So. That's a good idea. Cool. Anything else you can think of? Oh, I think that's everything that kind of came to mind for me. I'm sure there's more suggestions though. So if anybody has anything, let us know. We would mm -hmm. love to hear um, some new innovative ways to kind of get out of a movement funk. Out of a movement funk. Also the word funk, I feel like I've looked at it so many times. Now it's like <laughs> looking like, do you spell it with an F or do you spell it with a PH? <laughs> like, you know, when that happens, like oh, it's an F. I that's a great – I mean, the – between movement funk and movement – movement funk with a PH and movement stratosphere, I feel like we have, like, a good band name brewing uh, or, like – Album dropping something. soon. Something has got to come Stratosphere. I love this. We have to create something with stratosphere now. I, I freaking love that. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. Well, yeah, if anybody has any additional suggestions, feel free to reach out to us. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, all – incorporate um, like a Q&A so you can actually submit your answers to your tips to get you out of a movement funk, which is a really cool feature I've been been trying to use more when we upload onto, onto Spotify. Cool. I know the platform that I do the podcast on, it um, is now called Spotify for Podcasters. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool. So Super they have like cool. some, some neat features. So yeah, feel free if you're listening on Spotify, you can submit your um, your ideas there or you can DM us or 
um, you know, I don't know why I just always want to say carrier pigeon, like so stupid, but it's so <laughs> dumb. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anywho, we will uh, hopefully see you back here next week, keeping in mind that I'm about to pop a baby out any day now. So literally any day now. Literally. Actually, by the time this airs, who knows, maybe baby M That's... will be with us. But um, we still we still plan to keep the episodes rolling for my own sanity. So um <laughs> Yeah, we'll see you back here in another week um, and reach out if you have anything for us. Thanks for tuning in to the Give Em the Bird podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, head on over to Apple iTunes or Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Give Em the Bird podcast to stay up to date with all things GTV. We'll see you back here next week for another episode, but in the meantime, go give them the bird.